Hello everyone, welcome back to our severe case of indecision and our completely biased opinions with Ian and Tyler. You're listening to Sound Audits. How are we doing today, Tyler? I'm, I'm feeling quite well. I think we uh, share in our emotion here. Uh, better now. Truly. This album that we are about to talk about has is an album that we didn't get around to last year. Super unfortunate that we didn't because this was one of my favorite albums of the year. Uh, had we made an albums of the year list, this would have made it in my top three, no question. This is, I'm, I'm right out the gate, I'm just telling you that this, this album is incredible and you don't want to miss it. But before I get too much into it, we have to talk about why we're reviewing it and what it is that we're reviewing. So tell us, Tyler, what it is that we are reviewing today. We're reviewing Schlagenheim by Black Midi. This is not your typical rock, indie rock. This is not your typical anything. Yeah. (laughs) Like, at all. This is uncharted territory for me and anyone else who has ears. Truly. This is brand new. This is, this is, this is a a whole new area of brain fuckery. Holy shit. Can you, okay. I I want you to give the background information this time because I want to talk about uh, an article that was released as of recording this like a day ago at this point that kind of sums up the band's personality. It'll speak for itself. You go ahead. So, Black Midi, which is stylized with lowercase letters. They are an English rock band uh, from London. They were formed in 2017. The band consists of Georgie Greep, uh, which is the vocals and guitar, Matt Kelvin, vocals and guitar, Cameron Picton, vocals, bass, and synths, and Morgan Simpson, who plays the drums. Morgan Simpson, who plays the drums. Their name is derived from the Japanese music genre, Black Midi. Imagine that. Their Do you sound? know what Black Midi is? No. Okay, Black Midi, um, for those of you who don't know, before Black Midi was incorporated into the whole Synthasia thing, where you see like the, the Black Midi versions of pop songs or whatever, and they have like millions and millions of notes. It's that. It, it's done on different computer software, and it's literally like computer crashing. It's so there's so many notes packed into one audio file. I, did, I didn't know that was called Black Midi. That, yeah, it destroys your computer. That is Black Midi. Their sound has been described as experimental rock, math rock, eh, noise rock, and post-punk. Yeah, post, yeah, okay. Yeah, post-punk, Kinda. post-punk, I agree with. Uh, math rock, eh, a little maybe bit. in a little some bit. circumstances, most of the time I'd say not. Noise rock, experimental rock, yeah. Noise is the key word here, folks. Noise. noise noise that is the word of the day for if, Jay. if you if you don't like sound or if you like your ears maintaining their optimum capacity of hearing might not be for you <laughs> yeah this might not be your uh optimal listening experience uh if that is the case so just to get that out of the way real quick is that basically it is that i know that they're really small so do you want more i doesn't really matter i mean they've only been releasing material since like 2018 so, um, I'll have more to say in the next section. Okay. Their debut single was BM, 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 uh, came out in 20, 2018 and they, re- they, this is their debut sh- album, Schlagenheim. This is it. This is what we have so far. Right. What a way to kick off a career. Truly. These are some tw- children, man. Yeah, really. They, Jesus, they were formed in 2017. This is, this is new shit. Uh, I'm surprised they're doing, they're doing really, really well. They've formed a cult following so quick. Seriously. In two years. That's what happens when you 
do something different, you make a name for yourself. Uh, this album entered the top 50 uh, UK album chart. Seriously? Yes. Huh. Which, I don't want to sound like a dick, but there's not a lot going on in the UK, so... Cal Chuchesta did the same. Uh, I mean, there are some good things from the UK. In the UK, I mean, in in the United States, we have the Grammys. In the UK, they have the Mercury Awards. I want to point out that this album was nominated for a Mercury Award, which is the UK equivalent to a Grammy. So this is critically acclaimed. This album hasn't gone unnoticed. Yeah, and that's super cool for them as well because it's... They're still relatively like tiny. They're deserving. Very, very new. deserving. But kind of, I, I found this um, this article here, and uh, I, I found I found it kind of funny. Uh, in the the title of the article, it's by Stereo Gum. Uh, it's called "Here Black Midi's Ed Sheeran Diss Track," uh, titled "Dead Sheeran," spelled D-E-D Sheeran, Part One. Apparently, they spawned this from some Stormzy and Wiley beef, because um, it's also called "Full Send" and. Uh, Wiley, I think, uh, yeah, Wiley, um, did a diss track called a Stormzy Send, Idiot Skangman. Oh, God. Um, and, uh, they state, for some reason, Black Mini are sort of involved. A couple of days ago, uh, this is quoting, by the way, a couple of days ago, as NME reports, the Experimental London Quartet uploaded a new song called Dead Sheeran, Ed Sheeran Send Part 1, and yes, dear reader, it's a bizarre Ed Sheeran diss track that samples Britney Spears' iconic It's Britney Bitch, and features lyrics such as, Ed Sheeran sucks, you sell out ginger prick, your music is doo-doo, believe me, man, we don't need you. <sighs> What the fresh fuck, dude? Uh, sung by uh, Black Mini drummer Morgan Simpson. Although the band quickly deleted it from their SoundCloud, you can hear a rip of it on YouTube. <laughs> That's too funny, dude. That's... You sell out ginger prick. <laughs> that deserves a round of applause. That's good. That's some good shit. Uh, this band is weird. This band is so off the wall and nutty and batshit crazy um and that goes throughout their image that goes into their music goes into the the vocals and their style and everything it's it's who they are at this point i I can't say too much for their uh social media I, i don't know if they keep that uh uh that image up on their social media too much i i don't think really they do but uh nonetheless i find it fascinating and I find the band's sound enamoring. I found I found out about this band a while ago, actually. Um, I was uh, listening to them, I think, when Fantano did his first track review or something. I may have even found them before Fantano. I can't remember how, though. It was some weird offshoot. Maybe I was going down some YouTube rabbit hole or something like that. Um, but I... No, you know what it was? I listened to... Um, their, their album was in Apple Music's um, about to release section or whatever, and, uh, I clicked on one of their singles, and I was blown the fuck away. Now, I wasn't necessarily, like, in love with it at first listen, because this is not one of those things that you're gonna be in love with on first listen. At least it wasn't for me, unless you're into this kind of shit. And... I mean, upon further listening, I love the hell out of it, and when this album released, I could not wait to get my hands on it, um, and get my ears all over it, get the music all layering in my ear canals, and 
damn did this not disappoint this was not a disappointing record at all yeah i just can we talk about it i want to talk about it can we talk about it let's talk about that Okay, um, where to, where to start with this? Um, I've already shed, said the band is batshit crazy, right? I, I've mentioned that. I don't want to really reiterate uh, what I've already said about it. I was blown away by this record. Um, every track here is absolutely nuts. Um, whether that be, whether you're talking from an instrumental standpoint or what they just talk about in general, whether that be, uh, 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 building codes on Speedway or, uh, how there's lead in the water on near Detroit, Michigan, or, um, pink centipedes with, or pink, uh, pink, uh, pink caterpillars with six anorexic children on Western, uh, it doesn't get old. It doesn't, the, the lyrical content, and I, I'm not going to say that I'm an expert on the lyrical content here. It's kind of, uh, a little bit, little, little bit shrouded in mystery, so to speak. Um, but honestly, that's part of the, the, the joy of this album, honestly. It's so cool. It's, the, the band's image is just cool. <laughs> It's really awesome what they're doing, and what they're doing is really, really off the wall. Um, how would you describe the aesthetic of this album? Is there any descriptor? Like, is there any descript? No, no I'm. I'm gonna struggle to put this to words. Yeah. Um, this is the most freakish album that was released last year. Period. Um, and freakish goes for just about anything, whether you're talking from the wailing, screaming guitar tones or the wailing, screaming vocals, uh, across the entire album. Um, and they have different members of the band doing different things vocally at different points. Um, I mean, the main singer does this thing on 953. I believe they switch out, uh, vocalists for different tracks, um, they have different people doing different things. I couldn't tell you exactly which member is doing what, when, um, but it doesn't really matter because it's entertaining as fuck. Um, but all of this in its own weird way is insane. Um, and every track here, it, it's so diverse. The amount of influence that comes through on this album is insane. Um, it, oh my God, the mix on this album as well is so fucking clear. Um, the tones of the guitar are so crisp. Uh, it, it just sounds incredible, um, for how dark and black and twisted it is. Um, and f just how fucking noisy it can get at some points. And the noise, the, the noise is immediate as well. With 953, you're basically thrust into all the action. Uh, they, they slam you with a 5-4 time signature. Uh, uncommon meter already. Red flag if you're not into that kind of thing. And then just the guitar hits and the dude, uh, I, how would you describe the main vocalist's voice? Because he's not singing. Stop asking me to describe just, shit. Well, I can't. I, I'm, his I'm voice, trying to bounce his, things off of you here. His voice is uh, dirty, grimy, groggy. Disturbed in a way to me. 
Like he sounds like a fucking mental patient that's unhinged. Okay. Um and sure. he's losing his fucking mind. Walking Phoenix. There's your image. There 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 is the lead singer. Yep. Um Okay, his his name is what oh my god. His name is Georgie Greep. Greep. Exactly how that name sounds <laughs> is exactly how he sounds. <laughs> that that is what it is. There you go. Fair enough. Um it, seriously, you get thrust right into the action on the track 953. Uh and it's fucking relentless. I mean, there's some cooldown points and the track is structured like nothing I've ever seen in my life. It's multifaceted and it's what like 5 minutes long, something like that, something along those lines. I'm going to check real quick just so I'm not eating my own fucking words here. Yeah, it's 5 minutes 20 seconds long. Um but it feels so much longer than that, not in a bad way. Uh it feels it feels like a monster of a track. And it, it, it's a monster of a track. It truly is. And it is a holy shit moment for an opener. It really is. And musically, they're, they're, I cannot praise this band. I cannot sing their praises enough on the technical side of things. Because I, I could just listen to... I, you could pull out a single track from one of these songs. Like the drum track. And I could listen to that all day and wonder how the fuck that was ever conceived. Like, you could pull out the guitar track or the bass track. doesn't even fucking matter. I could listen to that on loop, on repeat. And I'd just be like, what in the hell is going on? All of the instrument, and, and the thing is, it's so cohesive. All of the band members have this sense of oneness uh, in all of their uh, uh, insanity. And it creates this amalgamation of hell yes. Um, God, they're so, so talented, uh, and I cannot stress that enough. The talent on this record is near unparalleled, uh, from anything that we saw last year, near, near unparalleled. We saw some very, very talented stuff last year, and this is like the upper echelons. Um, God damn, I can't, I can't describe the, and some of the sounds, the the way that they process the guitars, and it's so weird. It's, it's so like we can we can move from nine fifty three to Speedway. I can go track by track here, like that. I can just dissect stuff here. Uh, feel free to chime in whenever you want over there. I want you to get all of your thoughts out, and then I'm gonna get my thoughts out. Okay. If that's all right with you, okay. I'm gonna well, let you dominate this right now, okay? Because I have things to say, but I don't want to interrupt your train of thought. And I am easily distracted, so okay, one at a time. Well, also, the flow of this record is impeccable for how diverse it is. It is so free-flowing, and it is so streamlined. It's direct, and it gets to the point. Tyler, you look like you had something to say. Okay. Uh, it's it the, the flow is just absolutely impeccable. The songs move right into one another, and it's like they were meant to be where they are. It's fan fucking tastic. Um, Speedway is a different demon in and of itself. This is a much quieter demon, um, and uh, it it's kind of more of a vibey track in a weird way um, because it doesn't really hit any sonic supersonic highs. Um, it'll it, it'll peak every once in a while, but it doesn't really have the same amount of impact 
um, at least volume wise as the previous track or many of the other tracks here. Um, but what it does do is it processes the guitar in sort of a weird way. And I can't, it, it sort of, sort of sounds like a synth in a weird way, but it's like a, it's, it's like a, it's like a wah sound, but it's like a wah pedal, but it was processed in a different way. And it's coming in with these really weird chords. I couldn't tell you what the chords are. Maybe it's some sort of, I, I, I'm not going to get into technicalities here. I'm not going to go into the theory. I'm not a, I'm not a theory buff. Not yet anyway. Um, but the chords are ridiculous and the track doesn't for being, um, as bare bones and minimal as it is, is highly entertaining. Um, and again, the talent, uh, is unbelievably palpable and the uh, lyrics again are very interesting just going into uh, building plans old buildings build this ground on a flood flood plain uh, and anyone on Duckshire Park you see uh, counts are going missing tonight till the next two it's just it's talking about fucking honey who all built this code honey won't it won't build it won't build it won't build it's talking about area codes what the hell why? I don't know why, but I don't care because it's just, it is what it is. I'm going to let it be because it's interesting as hell. Um, reggae is one of the more blistering tracks on here. It's not the most blistering, but it's insane. It goes ridiculous. Uh, the guitar tones on here are wild. Um, and it's kind of like a build up to the next track. Um, and it's again, super fucking entertaining, but it is it is, uh, it is diminished completely by the monster that it is, that is near Detroit, Michigan. I named this as one of my favorite tracks of last year, um, for good reason too. Um, because it, it, the punches start immediately with these wild fucking guitar tones, uh, and the drums that are so blisteringly fast, uh, that it's difficult for your brain to keep up with it all. Uh, and then it goes into this cool down section, um, and this is talking about how Michigan has a fucking problem with their water. Uh, he sits alone. He drinks alone outside his home, alone in the water to breathe in the water. They're finding the water. They're fixing the water. What's in the water here in the water. And I see you hide. I see the water spout and it's hard to breathe. And at this point in the track, it's built up to this point where it is so wild that it is unbelievable. Right. And this guy is just screaming his brains out about how there's lead in the water. And it is one of the most hard hitting moments of the entirety of 2019 as a whole for me. Um, it was unbelievable. Um, the amount of drama packed into one song. It's just, it's unbelievable how much drama is packed into one track alone. And how much drama is packed into the last 25, 30 seconds of this track. Um, was worth the entire year for me, basically. It was, it's just ridiculous. Um, Western is different, different monster entirely in that it is an eight minute long track and it is a slow burner. Um, and we get very, very vivid depictions of leaving somebody in a, the blackest of ditches and hoping basically that they die. Um, and then traveling to Anteater Town after Anteater Town after Anteater Town after Anteater Town after Anteater Town. Um, and it's, again, batshit insane, and it it starts off with this beautiful little guitar lick, um, uh, acoustic guitar lick, actually, one of the 
uh, only moments that we get that on the album. Um, one of the biggest moments of harmony that they reach on this album, instead of just braiding, barraging, barraging, sending a sending a barrage of uh, the blackest of guitars uh, our way. Instead, they switch it up with the acoustic guitar. I can dig it. Um, and again, this eight-minute long track, for as long as it goes on, it's pretty fucking entertaining. Um, the, the, the weird, convoluted, kind of poetic message that it has is really neat, and it's uh, really interesting to see where the vocalist takes the story, um, as well as his delivery, again, is insane. Um as well as the middle section feels like the tumult after one of the calms of the album. Um, it's not as tumultuous as some of the other tracks here get, um, but it feels more stormy than the previous section. It ends off on the same little guitar lick. Um, and I thought it was a nice little, a, a nice little detour. Well, not really a detour, a nice, uh, change of pace from the previous four songs. Um, of Schlagenheim is, uh, a sort of a similar bear. It's, uh, not quite equally as long, but this song is six minutes and 30 seconds, six minutes and 23 seconds, um, 24 seconds. Um, and, um, again, just bat shit insane, insane, um, this one starts off more blistering, and again, this is more multifaceted in the way that 953 was. Um, although there's more meat on the bone here, um, and there's more sound and more switch-ups packed in throughout the entire thing. Um, again, an insane labyrinth of drums and uh, guitars, and it is winding and ridiculous. Um, BM, 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 it trains immediately into track number seven. Um... And this, this track, BM, is one of the most twisted things I heard last year. It is maniacal. It is obsessive. It is compulsive. And it doesn't give a shit. I don't know why, because the entire time he's just saying that she moves with, she moves with a purpose. What a magnificent purpose. And it's just this slow fucking build. It feels like the drop into insanity. And then we get the most massive, most ma one of the most massive climaxes on the album uh, at the end of the song. And this song is like, what, four minutes of him just repeating, no, five minutes of him just repeating this phrase over and over again. And it feels obsessive. It feels insane. It feels like he's clinically insane. I can feel the clinic insanity. Through the song. What? I, I don't get that from much. And it's... God, it blew my mind. Um, I wasn't a fan on first listen, but like after coming back to it, I'm like, yeah, this is fucking amazing. This track transitions... Or, yeah. This track transitions immediately into track eight years ago, which again is a different monster in and of itself it's a different listen it's a different beast than the other tracks here um this is two minutes it's a two minute and 34 second it's a kind of a quickie um but again it goes through so many different instrumental phases that it it stays so fresh and some of the drums here are incredible um as well as some of the new sounds that they craft into the song it's just insane the middle section that uh and it sort of coasts off on a sort of a more low-key note than some of the other tracks here um God damn, do I love it. And Ductor, um, is the only way to end this album, uh, on a, like a seven minute track, um, that basically just sums up everything that was previously stated in all of these tracks. Um, and 
goddamn. And it's, I mean, and again, he gives one of the most ridiculous vocal performances on the entire thing with insane vocal freakouts um, uh, across build sections that kind of slowly uh, topple into this 40-foot wall of just him screaming like a madman along with drums freaking out and the guitars wailing and squealing all over the place. Um, And he's basically um, detailing... um, how he's under the scrutiny of this person and how the, the repeated mantra is like, he will never break me. He could never break me. Um, he looks distraught as all his efforts amount to nothing. I cinematically watch. He's sensing. I do not mind and full of it. I recoiled. And as he took South with a different perspective, recycles point to a different type of voice. It's all, I, I can't wrap my head around where vocally he's coming up with all this shit. Um, but, um, I don't, I almost don't even need, uh, to look at the vocals or the, the, the lyrics to get what these tracks are trying to do and to try get what they're coming across with because the instrument instrumentals are so visceral and they're so just fucking uh, that I know, I know immediately without even having to, having to look into it. And there is not much music packed with that much feeling that I'm like, yeah, I, I get, I get what this is, but this is one of those few times where it is so in your face and it's so physical um, and it's so mind-boggling that it's it speaks, the music speaks for itself. And that in and of itself is something that this band has to be proud of. Uh, that is my track-by-track rundown of this album. And uh, the, the word of the day here, other than the one we've previously stated, is insanity. Uh, along with noise, it is insanity. Uh, because that's what this album is. It is... It is the equivalent of a clinically insane person. It is the musical equivalent. And thank you for listening to my TED Talk. Go ahead, Tyler. So in January of 2019, in January of 2019, I don't know if you've ever heard of KEXP, but that's where a lot of small artists will be displayed. Their music will be displayed. Artists such as Black Midi, Black Belt Eagle Scout, anyone who's up and coming, this is a chance for them to get onto the radio and on YouTube and show their stuff. They uploaded, KEXP uploaded a 26 minute long video of these four British kids in in, uh, Iceland uh, playing their loose and methodical uh, handful of songs that they had written and were ready to show off at that point. It was only 26 minutes, like it wasn't a, a ton of content. Following that being put out, they it's worthy to note real quick that that video, that exact video on YouTube at this point has 700,000 views. Following that video, they were picked up by their label within 30 days. Jesus. They got signed just like that. There are two things that are immediately apparent when you are listening to watching this video this radio broadcast whatever you want to call it first thing is that they are incredibly young incredibly young they look like eight-year-old children i'm exaggerating they look like they're 18 but they look extremely young they could even be 16 some of them they're so young they're fresh out of high school the first year of college air quotes because they're sure as hell not going to be participating in any academic events at this point because they are successful um (laughs) 
Second thing that I noticed is that their drummer is an absolute legend. Hundred percent. This guy must spend hours just practicing with a love for the instrument, and it shows because what he delivers is something that took the drummer for Tool twenty something years to master and get to a point of playing in this cohesiveness. It's just amazing how quickly he has learned. I mean, he could have been playing from a very young age and he does have 10 years of playing under his belt. I don't know. But God, is it insane. Yeah, um, he's easily one of the greatest, most talented up-and-coming drummers of the 2010s. Like, there's no question. He's just almost unparalleled in the insanity. It's the, insane. The other thing that you notice about this video is that one, you know, their music is hypnotic. It's hair raising. At times, the video is a little irritating and they don't play in time across the video. They don't play in time. They don't have the kinks worked out entirely, which comparing that to live performances now, they have worked those kinks out and probably following success, they got a hold of that right away. Um, it looks like a bunch of schoolboy children uh producing something ridiculous so ridiculous so freeform and anti-pop um and this is an age where pop reigns supreme and they went as far against the grain as you could possibly picture possibly imagine this is out there this is the opposite of peak trap i think that this album teeters on the edge of brilliance i really do this is this this is the the other side of the brain, as you could imagine it, you have one side, which is people like Tom York, um, people who can orchestrate sounds like Igloo Ghost. There are many people on one side. There are other people on the other side who go for a more uh, noisy, hard, whatever you you would call it. You have a left brain, you have a light, right, right brain in music. Oh, people who play math rock like Nay from Hikes. You have all these different different people, and this guy has his own spot in the brain that he does not share with anyone else. the the whole The band as a whole, they I'm sure that they have a vision that they all agree with, and that's what they are partaking in in their music. Hot damn! It is not like anything else that I have listened to. It has Ever. similarities. It has it has influence. Maybe this is out there. This this is this is standalone. This is undeniably creative. Undeniably, this is one of a kind almost basically the as i said before i don't really or ian said before rather i don't really know how you would uh describe the lead singer he has a like a groggy voice um they have a lot of guitar pedals going on um they sprint in a different direction from what is considered normal um, you you would think that they would open their album with a song that people can understand. Boy, were you wrong. <laughs> they do not give a singular word. Singular <laughs> word. Not a singular one. Um, they're a band that their, their references become the main talking point of, of their songs. 
Um, it remains like a, a chilling thought for anyone who wants to not think about music through the lens of dudes talking shit about a bunch of other dudes. We get a lot of that on this album. There are references that I did not understand. There are references that I just now am thinking about and making sense of. The one being the anorexic caterpillars. That is that is a reference to Alice in Wonderland. There are there are pinching and pulling from every direction. Every direction. The children's book, Alice in Wonderland, is on this, and it has never sounded darker or scarier or freakier or dirtier or any (laughs) interject word here. Anything that you could imagine. And that's saying something, because Alice in Wonderland is already kind of freaky. That's, yeah, that's out there. That's out there. Um, All of the... Not all of the, but many of the indie rock tropes uh, of old are summoned on this album. Um, the There are themes of exclusion, referentiality, uh, insularity. Uh, they recall of time of the 80s and the 90s when the underground indie was nothing and was not popular. Not saying it was nothing. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't what was cool. It wasn't the place to be. They're returning to this place. And this is becoming the place to be because there isn't really anything like it. There are rare moments in music where there something comes out and you're like, wow, okay, that hasn't really been done before. That's going to pick up. We just heard, we just got an example of this. I, I always go back to this. Click on the Charlie XCX album. If that could be the future of pop, we're headed in a good direction. If this is, if this is the future of whatever the hell this is. We are headed Noise, in a rock, good direction. Rock, whatever. It's, it's I so- have hope for music in listening to this. God is is that is that a good feeling? They play passionately. They play uh, unselfconsciously. They play relentlessly. Um, they draw upon their youth in so many so many uh, examples. Um, their imagination and this project is the outcome of what hours and hours and hours in a practice room look like. I would say this is especially true for the uh, guitarist and the drummer, but this is true across the board. It was absurd. Um, Above all, they swing together more cohesively than any other like artists debuting their first album that I've ever seen. I really think that they are up there in the most cohesive debut I've ever seen. Um, they're an interlocking unit. They have uh, a, a recklessness of someone who's closing their eyes at the wheel. Individually, this is true for all of them. They, th- it, this album is reckless. There's, that's a great word for it. This is all over the place, and it all works. It doesn't give a fuck either. Why does it all work? It is unrelenting. Because it does. Yep. Agreed. Um, I don't know. I thought that... I, I don't want to go back through every track, but it's it's you have to point out the opener. I thought that uh, this was the, the point was best captured on 953, the opening track, when you are introduced to the drummer... Uh, Morgan Simpson's absurd and indestructible relationship to the downbeat. Ian mentioned that 5-4 time. He loves it, and he absolutely destroys it. You're also introduced on this track to uh, Jordy... Oh my god, that's his name. Singer Jordy D. Jordy Greep's divisive and uh, dynamic voice. 
this this is indescribable. There aren't really good words to say what this is or what this feel likes. It feels like you don't hear a lot of this. You can feel it in your chest, depending on what you're listening. I was listening to this in my car and my tits were rattling. <laughs> it's absolutely rattling. rattling. Um, the subject matter and eccentric, uh, eccentric delivery are little affected in the way of the, the lyrics that pop out amid all of his seeming brain doodles this is all over the place and it it all it mm, does it make sense does it not make sense i can't really decide um the other singer picked in a more straightforward lead on the near detroit michigan song which alludes to the ongoing flint water crisis in michigan when his voice tears apart the words dead in the water Oh, God, did the sea start to boil when that happened? Um, it's it's the closest that the band came to evoking anger or any real ideology across the album. It made sense. I felt what he was feeling. Now I want to visit GoFundMe and get them some clean damn water. Um, On to their more squirrely nature in BM, BM, BM. Uh, the song is made up of one note, and it is a circular thought. The singer sings, as Ian says, she said, she moves with a purpose, what a magnificent purpose, and they find different ways to suck themselves off, but she does not care at all. And that is the entire lyrical content with of the song. With <laughs> increasing intensity across the song. This doesn't stay in one form. This moves around, and it moves around. It gets around well. Again, it feels like mental depravity. This man, the I'm saying Greep, the lead singer, that freaky, freaky man, he toys with lyrics like a cat playing with a dead mouse. Wow. There is no other way to put it. It the you can't, you know, that's that's what it is. Uh on the song, he is enunciating the word suck as if he is figuring out or learning for the first time that he has lips, teeth, a tongue. He tries it in every every which way. It's like he's never noticed this thing before that's been there his entire life. It's there, it's unique, it's it's out there, it's it's brand new and it's it's it is what it is. Don't really know how to say that one, but I tried. The band keeps a no wave stomp going. Uh, Simpson, the drummer, he is interrupting occasionally. He has fills that are are filled with precision, and they frustrate the rhythm. And he, at the same time, he never never gets out of time. This is much much matured from. Excuse me. This is much, much matured from their KEXP uh, seeming live debut that they got signed for. This is a whole, a whole improvement over that, and it's not like they've been around for that long. Um, talking about the album as a whole, it's juvenile, it's dumb, it's clever. Uh, it captures the band at a, a rare time. This hasn't been done many times before. It's the rare time where th they are not self-conscious in any way. No self-conscious tones creep into their music. They are free-flowing. They are experimental. They do not give any words. 
No words. No words. No words. Especially those of the F variety. <laughs> I think that's what I had to say. I... Are we ready? I've yeah. never asked that to you before. I am ready. Are we ready? We are ready. I, I mean, I'm not gonna have too much to say, but, like, I mean, we can say it. I don't have much in the way that I disliked about this project, especially as a whole. Like, I think this is one of the most coherent albums of last year. Um, I will say that I had a problem with Western kind of meandering a bit over its eight minute runtime. I didn't think it needed to be eight minutes necessarily. Part of me felt like it was eight minutes for the novelty of it. Uh, like, uh, for the fashion of being eight minutes saying that we had, we had an eight minute track on our fucking record. Um, and I mean, that kind of sounds like a dick thing to say, but it, it, I mean, it's kind of meandering sometimes. Um, I still don't think it's really a skippable track in my opinion. And I will say that reggae, um, feels sort of like a buildup toward, uh, near Detroit, Michigan, the bum, the, the fucking beast that is near Detroit, Michigan. Um, maybe the placement of that could have been a little bit better. Um, but I still don't really have a problem with the flow of the record, so, like, that was literally it. I, I have very little problem with this record, and I don't think I'd really ever skip a track, honestly, going back to it. It, it, it's, it, it works so well. So fucking well. Ready? Oh, you don't have anything. You don't take Shit. it out? Okay, well, let's go. Okay, I can't go out with not saying anything because that would make okay, it a yeah, perfect Okay, yeah, wait, hold 10. on, yeah, really. That would make it a perfect 10. I will say that I understand what you're seeing with Western. I don't know if I agree fully. I don't think it needed to be eight minutes, but I didn't think that I didn't think that there were any minutes that I was sitting through that where I was frustrated or I was like... I, wasn't fr I wouldn't say frustrated. I here's the thing is I didn't think that there were any of those minutes that were unnecessary. So... Mm, I don't know. Is this a 10? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Mm. We're pondering our scores here in the final Shit. section of sound audits. Wow. Tyler needs to rethink his life choices. Um, did I accidentally show this man an album that he ended up liking more than I did? Find out next episode. Just kidding. Find next, out next Friday. Find at out 9 next section. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What do you have to say? I don't know. I'm still thinking. Fuck. <laughs> Western wasn't so much... It wasn't so much lost. It wasn't so much that it didn't need to be the length it was. I think it could have been utilized a little bit better. Um, and it just... It, it felt like didn't. It felt like it needed a little bit more direction to the path that it was taking. Okay. I found something. Okay. You. The ideas and the journey of... That track, Western, could have been made into a couple of songs. Maybe. Could have been could have been made into two songs with one of those fancy and perfect transitions that they have. And that is it. We're leaving it at that. Is it. That is the only thing that could maybe be improved. We're, I don't. I don't know. We're, we're, you're just making problems at this I've, point. Let's yeah, just move I've, on to I've, the next I've, fucking yep, section. Yep. <laughs>
Welcome to the outro. I just made problems with an album that didn't exist. This album is Ben 10. Ben 10. This this is my first 10. This album is... is... I'm so fucking happy right I, now. Hell yeah, dude. I... Mm, mm, my reviewing brain is broken. I... <laughs> I don't have any issues. I don't have any problems. I don't... Nope. Nope. This is... I'm this so is, happy. This is perfect. I don't have a single issue. This is very close to perfection, yeah. Yeah. I don't I'm, have a single I'm issue. Feeling, this is like a, a debut. That's this is insane. The, this yeah. is the first album. These are kids. These are effectively kids. I don't care if they're 20 years old. They're children. This... Uh, nope. <laughs> no. 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 It's... Nope. I'm annoying myself. Are you leaving it at a 10? Yeah. I'm giving it a 9.6 to a 9.7. That's where I'm... I'm going to su- shut down now. Yeah. And you finish the... This is... This album was the most if- effectively uh, mind-boggling album of last year. And I, it deserves the scores we gave it. Um, it, it deserves the throne upon which it has been seated in the annals of sound audits history, um, because it's that fucking good. It's just that good of a record. And if you're into noise, if you're into anything that sounds like, I, I failed to mention that there were some passages on here that just sounded like swans if they, if they took a, uh, some fucking speed and, uh, they amped up the, uh, the, the tempo a little bit, um, like if you're into the noise and you didn't catch this record uh last year i implore you you are missing out you are there this is a life experience that you don't you don't want to fail to grasp this in your lifetime while it's still here while you still have a life force take hold take heed <laughs> take heed of my instructions <laughs> This album was incredible, and I, I have absolutely no regrets giving it the score that it has now with me. I'm. It is very, very close. This is one of the best debut projects that I've ever heard, especially modern age. You know how you were giving me those tough questions to answer earlier? Yeah. I'm going to give you a tough one back. Name a better debut album. R.E.M.'s Murmur. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure? Are, well, okay. I'm not going to say it's better, but that is one of the most celebrated debut albums that's ever been released. Uh, Are the you debut, celebrating it more the debut, than this debut album? The debut REM album was a landmark for indie music in general. Um, and Jangle, it basically invented Jangle Rock and like the college bro rock and shit and it... There, there's, there's so many things that spawned, but the thing is, I could see this spawning an equal amount of things. And honestly, with some of the major reviewers that I've seen uh, reviewing this project, giving it very good ratings, not as good as the ones we gave it, though, I can see this becoming a trendsetter um, for the weird and uncharted territory that indie music has yet to explore. Uh, I can see this becoming a trailblazer for that. And um, I can I can see this spawning genres. All I can I've if the band continues this trajectory. I can see they're going to be a tool level band. Yeah, this could yeah. be, this could be our generation's noise rock equivalent to Tool. I figured it out. I figured out why I'm or indie I'm noise. I'm I don't know feeling such a way. This was an entire album of future albums like 
Charlie X XEX's it was the album was Click. No, what was the album? The album was just Charlie. The album was Charlie. On that album, there were moments and songs that were the future. Ahead of their time. This is an album. A of complete that. project that is ahead of its time. That that is my justification for A ten. Agreed. Is that there's not a single track on this that doesn't scream, hey, I have not been done before. I kind of want to give it like a, it's a 9.6 to like a 9.8. That's what I'm leaving it at. We're, we're, we're done. There. I know. The like, more we think about it, the higher we get. Yeah. Do I, do I hear an 11? Yeah. Is there an 11 in the back? I mean, we can, we can have the first fucking 12 of our careers, dude. <laughs> oh, dude. I just good on Black Mini for releasing one of the most quality albums of last year. Without a doubt would have been in my top three. Um, and I'm going to leave it at that because damn if this album wasn't freakish hellish and wildly experimental and so much fucking fun and i think that's the bottom line good on you black midi uh and all your band members for being as talented and as forward-thinking as you are thank you all for listening um this is gonna be a long fucking episode i'm sorry in advance um so but what the hell we thought it needed this review we've we felt that way um so thank you for listening go follow black midi uh wherever you can go listen to their album wherever you can because give them more money to record more albums that is what we need right now that is what this world needs uh, um we we have new episodes coming out 9 a.m eastern standard time um, every Friday, go check them out. Go check out some of the older ones if you missed them too. We're doing some new content, switching things up. If you didn't catch uh, some of our uh, some of our uh, remembrance, rememberable episodes, we we go over artists that we feel um, deserve the recognition even post um, their time here on Earth. Um, and that's a new format that we're trying out. Um, if you've missed those, go check them out. Go give us feedback on it. Um, and yeah, new segments as well coming out soon. Um, that's pretty much it. I mean, like, Black Mini, hell yes. Uh, you have been sound. Audited. And, uh, we will see you in the next episode. Uh, Tyler usually says donate here. Just go to donate to Black Mini instead. If they have a GoFundMe, Black Mini, if you don't have a GoFundMe, go set up a GoFundMe so people can give you money. Um, I will give you my entire bank account. The link in our podcast description, you will find a link that you can donate to us. It is just anchor.fm slash sound audits, but you don't have to type that in because link, link go in our it. bio, link in our description. Go click it's it. there. Go click it. You, you know you want to click it. Yeah. You know you For the price of two gumballs, you can support two broke college kids. Hmm. Leave it at that. That's going to be my phrase. Thank you all for listening. We will see you next week. 